Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Paul Hamilton. Oh, Cervantes and Hamilton go to each other and the whiskey. With Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Tanachek was just totaled by an Iowa State player against the board. I think it was by Hamilton. On WGR. Really a pretty unnecessary hit by Hamilton. Hamilton is still awfully mad. He's being held back. Number 17, Paul Hamilton. Two minutes for charging, five minutes for fighting, and a was Sports Radio 550. Not many people know the backstory of that clip. What did Paul do to enrage, or no, I'm sorry, what did Paul's opponent do to enrage Paul to the extent that he gets a fighting major and another one and a misconduct and he's tossed? He swore on Twitter. That's what it was. That He used a bad word. <laughs> it wasn't even a tweet at Paul. Paul just noticed it. Because now it's not even, it's for, under the For You tab. Not even someone Paul was following, but, you know, he, he said a word, and Paul's like, that's it, I'm coming after you. So watch out out there. Paul, is my information incorrect on this, uh, this story? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I have to admit I started the whole thing. I, The goalie was behind the net, and I kind of had it in my head that, hey, if you want to handle the puck behind the net, you're fair game. So Which I think to, is totally justified, by the way. He wound up on the seat of his pants, and uh, I had their whole team in my lap fairly quickly, and uh, it went from there. Yeah, that's one of my spicier uh, opinions about sports. The goalie <laughs> has the most stuff on. Come on, you, you can just skate around and not get touched? No, that's yeah. That's well, if just... you leave your crease and, and you've got the puck behind the net, I think you should be able to be body checked cleanly like a defenseman would be able to be. Me too, 100%. Bulldog, are we wrong here? <laughs> it's not even about fantasy. You just left. I don't even know who the hell you guys are anymore. Uh, you, I've you always want, thought you, this. Okay, conversely, do you want that guy? Do you want my kid, six uh, six, in that gear, throwing checks? Fine. No, Fine. he doesn't get. He doesn't get to hockey, throw checks. Hockey is a game of body checks. If he comes out and I have the puck and he wants to make a body check, so be it. As long as it's clean. I don't think you can wear all. You get to wear all the stuff and also be able to throw the body. Well, then, then you shouldn't. You, if you don't want him hitting, then you can't hit him. No, Stay in your net. Hit. I think he can hit. Stay in your net. Stay in your lane. Stay in your net. <laughs> it's a better game that way, anyway. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. I believe that. Uh, I probably once did, at least. 
Paul Hamilton on the Wester Hotline. So the Sabres are now in a little bit of a break, and they're about to get to a bigger break, a longer break. Are we into the bye weeks here with only one game yes. last night and three tonight? Yeah, there are a bunch of teams that are have been done for a bit now. Some of them get it before the All-Star game, and then the rest of them get it after. So, yeah, some of them are in the middle of their break right now before the All-Star game starts. Well, that'll that'll buffer the 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 concern if there was one about the Sabres like sort of falling out of the race while they're on their bye, because uh, <laughs> teams aren't that busy here while they're not busy, and then you know everyone will have this bye anyway, so they'll make up their time. But I just didn't want to see them play like one game over the course of ten or eleven days, and we come back and they're six points out of a playoff spot or something, and that seems unlikely at this point. Well, that's the thing. With the thing, once the All Star game is over, some teams are going to start playing again. Who right. haven't played in the last what three days or whatever it's mm-hmm. been, uh, and then they get a couple more, and then the All Star game. They'll coming out of the All Star game. They'll they'll start right up, and the Sabers will start their break. What did you think Saturday? I was impressed. You know, considering you know what what they had been through in the month. You know, thirteen games in twenty two days. I was expecting fatigue. Now, talking to Tage Thompson. He said, yeah, there was fatigue, fatigue, but, you know, sitting there watching the game, it didn't seem like it because they were playing smart. You know, they weren't complicating the game. They were playing smart, and they weren't getting themselves into trouble. And so it didn't really look like they were fatigued when Tage said, and in reality, they kind of were. But, uh, you know, so they still, you know, I thought that was an even game. I thought sometimes Minnesota had to play. I thought sometimes Buffalo had to play. And I thought it probably should have gone to a shootout. I thought it was that even as far as that game went. And, uh, you know, they, they wind up losing it in a shootout. But I, considering what they had been through and what was that, their fourth game in six days on top of uh, 13 games in 22, and to be able to, to walk out of that whole thing with seven points in, in eight games and have points in their last seven, I'm very impressed. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 Paul. I mean, I, I would have, I would have taken uh, maybe four out of eight points on this road trip, and mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe, maybe I should reconsider that with how good they've been on the road. We should raise expectations, um, but you know, that's the old formula, right? Um, you know, get half the points, and you know, to come home with seven out of eight is just a, a, a great job, and you know, something. I don't know if this, this. Did this come up with you the other day? I can't remember. I know I made this point about how, like, the goalies they've beaten here recently. Um, Paul, there's nothing fluky here about they're not getting everybody's, you know, AHL call-up anymore. It's, you know, they've beaten Sorokin. They beat Saros. Um, they beat Hellebuck. I mean, they're really, I mean, the the, the top guys in the league are, are who they're, the only, only exception would be that they didn't get Olmark when they won that game in Boston on New Year's Eve. That was Swayman. Um, but they've really gone against the A-listers and come out really, really well. And, you know, recently they, they beat the top of two teams in the West at the, at the times they played them uh, who also, with good goalies. You know, right, Ottinger was the other one that I Ottinger, left out of that. Right. Yep. And uh, to, to go into their buildings and beat them that way, it's just, uh, you know, they got some very impressive road wins, as you mentioned, some of them already. There have been some others, Colorado. Uh, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, on top of the ones you mentioned. They I won mean, in they, Vegas, too, yeah. In Vegas. They've got some very impressive – in Washington, place where they hadn't won, I don't know how long. Uh, they've had some very impressive road wins. Colorado? 
Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, so we got a call before the last break about just um, Bulldog. Tell me if you think this is this is not correct, but the the gist of it was how have they done it? Like in terms of Middlestat was mentioned, and mm-hmm. I I asked you about Olafson the other day with the same sort of thinking in mind. Granado might be as popular. Maybe this is not saying anything. <laughs> might be as popular at this moment as any coach since Lindy, you know, like sort of peak Lindy. Well, I don't know about peak, but, you know, you have to go back. And he really just seems to have the the, the right touch, and also he, he helps himself at the press conferences and in these radio interviews because he's, you know, he, he's honest, and you can just sort of, like, vibe with him a little bit, it seems we, we all think. Um, in terms of Middlestad or anybody else you'd want to may, maybe mention for a larger point, because we know they have high-end guys, and Thompson has become one, and Granato also gets some credit for Thompson, of course. What what is behind how Granato has, what to you know whatever extent this is being in a race pulled it off? Well, it's it's when they aren't playing well. well you know, let's face it, Olson and Middlestat weren't playing well for a long time, but they stayed in the lineup, and there were a lot of fans who were furious about it. It's like, how come so-and-so has to sit, but they don't type of thing? Why Why is that? What? Why do they get favoritism? Whatever. Well, he knows what he's doing because he, he, he feels – he sees what they're doing behind the scenes. He sees the work that they're putting in. So he feels if they continue to work like that, it's going to come for them. And that's what he – he kept saying that about those two guys. And a lot of people are, like, rolling their eyes going, well, yeah, whatever type of thing. And, and Middlestead's still not putting up the points that maybe you would expect him to put up considering where he was drafted and those types of things. But that line, since Jost has been there, uh, you know, I, I've liked Olison a lot. I, 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 he's improved his game, not not just because he's scoring goals, but, you know, I, I, I can watch him compete somewhat on the, on the wall and win some battles where I wasn't even seeing that before. He wasn't even getting to the battle. You know, but now he seems to be totally engaged uh, along with Middlestad, and they they get into the zone, and they 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 wind up getting some scoring chances out of it, and they aren't anywhere near as bad in the defensive zone as they were. It seemed like they were getting scored on once or twice every game for a while, and they were actually. It didn't seem like it; they were, and it was just not going well at all for them. But he stuck with them because he believed that they were going to come out of it, just like you know Quinn and Paterka haven't been on fire as recently either but he believes in them and he sticks with them and you know he goes over things with them to try to stay on a positive line he was talking about that again today he goes i don't walk in and throw negative thoughts in their mind it's like okay this is what you do well this is what you need we need you to do let's start doing these things that you do well type of a thing he doesn't sit there and harp on well you know you're you're awful at this you're awful at this why don't you do this that kind of thing and that kind of style is working with these guys yeah that i mean paul i when when the caller brought it up i i i said i think granado has sort of freed them up and that's not to say that there aren't repercussions for mistakes i mean i'm not in the room so i I don't know in these video meetings uh going over stuff uh, because obviously they're not a perfect team full of perfect players there there are going to be mistakes made and things that they need to work on um but the the bottom line to me with him from from my view anyway and tell me what you think of this is is that he encourages them to take the chance that could lead to a mistake and if it, it ends up being a mistake well try not to do that again but you 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 should 
test yourself. Like you need to be going forward. Be aggressive. Use your skill instead of you know make make sure you take care of your defensive responsibility. Like I, I'm I'm sure that that message is there too. But it's important, I think, especially with young guys, um, to not just have them just terrified of the meeting that's going to come from the mistake. And I think he tries to take mistakes. Now, again, we're, none of us are in there when he's talking to the players and that type of thing. But it's like, okay, this is what, what happened, but you're good at doing this. So maybe next time you get in this spot, use your strengths to go and play the play this way. And if you play it this way, you're not going to get yourself in a jackpot type of a thing trying to, to impress upon them that these are your the strengths that you have in your game. Use them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe approach it in that sense. Um, and he says, he goes, you guys aren't there. He goes, we are very demanding on these players. But he said, this is a type of team, they, they thrive on challenges and demands and those types of things. And he goes, but going hand in hand with those demands are – you know, letting them know that they're doing the right things, too. And, and you know, it all goes hand in hand uh, in that. But, you know, they, 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 as he said, they demand a lot behind the scenes with these guys, and these guys seem to thrive on it. Paul Hamilton on the West Shore Hotline. Paul, I mean, we'll have this question to ask in a week and a half when the Sabres start to ramp up again. Yes, they do play tomorrow. How do you see the – Coach, using the goalies here once we get back to, well, you know, a, the busy schedule. Well, I still think Lukanen is their number one guy. I, I think he, if he's ready to go, he plays. And um, I, I, I kind of think maybe the Comrie game in Winnipeg was a hunch, which sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. coaches have. It's like this is a team that drafted him. That's where he played last year. You know, he's quite familiar with the building. He's quite familiar with the players. Let's put him in type of a thing. And, and he he came through. I mean, it's kind of weird. Each goaltender has given up two goals in their last start. You know, where after a while <laughs> right. it was like three or more every start for everybody. Yep. And, uh, you know, so now each one has, has a decent start. But I don't see Comrie maybe the occasional start, but – I just basically see them rolling along the way they have until it's not going well anymore. Somebody really falters and is having problems, and then maybe Comrie steps in. But uh, that, I, I just think Lukanen's a starter. I think every five to seven days you see Anderson. I don't know how much you see Comrie. I don't know if you'll see him a whole lot. All right. Well, well, that's awfully. That's that is that's interesting. I, I, and I, I'm not inclined. I think two weeks ago I might have pushed back on this because I thought they would want to get Comrie going because uh, I, to me, I was still a little nervous about Lukanen. Um, but that's changed. Maybe it even goes back more than two weeks. But um, you know, Comrie hasn't been back for that long now, so it can't be that much longer than that. Um, but I think you're right. I think Lukanen has earned their trust for sure. And, um, you know, Comrie is just going to have to maybe wait his turn now. Yeah, now if he strings five, four or five games together where he's given up four or five goals and has problems, now you might see Comrie get in there, you know, right. and, and, and see what happens. But it's not going to be just after one start. Oh, Luke, and he gave up six or something. It's like, you know, I think he, I think he would still be their number one goaltender. I think it would take a group of games for for something to change. 
Very good, Paul. Nice to chat with you as always, and let's do it again tomorrow. Sounds good. Talk to you then. All right. That's our Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. His appearance here on WGR Today and Every Day brought to you by uh, – oh, hang on. I'm reading the wrong one. Uh, sorry, I was going to give you Kevin Adams' sponsors. That, that's not right. Uh, let's see. Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Relax Honda Relax. We got this. Sorry. I botched that. You got away with be, it. I'll try to be better. It was a mistake. What I don't need is my coach yelling at me about it. I, I know I, I'll be better. I'll fix it. Yes. Did something today I've never done before. I bought college. Learn lacr- something about football. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's not good. Guess not right. <laughs> I bought college lacrosse tickets. All right. For the first time ever. Where was that at? Going to Notre Dame, Georgetown. <laughs> In the district, yes, in about a month, less than a month. Cool deal. Man, I just, those of you who know this feeling, it's such a good, Bulldog certainly does, this feeling about, like, my daughter too, but my son with, he's he's talented physically, athletically talented, but, and this is completely normal and natural, I, I, I think, I would think. He wants to be on teams. He's always wanted to be on teams in groups. He's great with other kids, and he loves that. But when he got older, now he's 13. When he got older, you know, 9 or 10, and it starts to get a little bit more serious, you know, beyond like house mm-hmm. baseball. Yep. He, th- when you have to start to pay for sports, you know, and the equipment and paying for yep. teams. Like, I always said, I, I need – Needed him to show, like, on his own that he really wanted to do it. Yep. Um, you want to play a sport, then you're going to get outside when there's nothing else to do and fool around with the stick or the ball or whatever. Yeah, work on it. Work on it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, just just even to enjoy yourself and, and then to work on it and also to work on it, but just to enjoy yourself. Like, you want to mm. play ball? Go play ball, right? And so, and then our setup is like, I'm here a lot and he doesn't have kids in the neighborhood or anything. He sort of had to do that on his own. And he started to do that with lacrosse. And then I just turned around one day and looked and he was like, really good. (laughs) He was good. So um, now we're going to uh, see the pros play. It's that outdoor league they have in the summer. And there's like a little bit of a tournament style thing they do in February. And so he and I are going to go down there and watch. Those guys, many of the best players in the Bandits League and on the Bandits, Dean Smith, Josh Burns, to name a couple, are a part of that, I think. You know, those guys tend to play both, or a lot of them play both, indoor Is and outdoor. Is this the same trip as Georgetown, Notre Dame? Or? Yes. Okay. So Sorry, that's I... outside of Washington. And while we're there, my friend nice. Mike, who we hear from a lot, uh, he texted me. He knows lacrosse, and his son has played, and he texted me. He said, this game is happening while you're down there yeah. and so Excellent. we jumped on that yeah yeah he's that mike's a great resource yeah um i've been in touch with him about youth sports for qu- quite some time all so, right yeah good deal uh yeah that's awesome <laughs> that is awesome it, that, that look the 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 them wanting to like work at it uh and and thank you like you you corrected me like that like just do it for fun and then you'll you'll get you'll you'll you know start to enjoy the work and like it sort of feeds itself and without that you're like you know <laughs> i hear you you're you're nowhere <laughs> i mean you're not nowhere you just like you know you're not you're not 
how much how much do I want to extend our resources as a family if you're just fooling around here? Mm-hmm. But if you're not just fooling around here, then you know it's go time, and you need that. It, to me, that has to happen from the kids' end, not from your end. Like they, they have to find that motivation and do that uh, because you can't make them do it. And if you try to make them do it, you're I don't know. I don't want to say you're doomed, but it's a it's a tough place to start. Yeah, and I never would. I never did. I yeah. never would. It sort of it has to yeah. come from within. I think you remember before Owen became a goalie, like you we we we'd be in the room together um, when Owen was playing. Like I'm taught, he was like eight nine years old, and power skating was a part of the program with the Bison. So it was like Tuesday night power skating, and he never wanted to go. And my poor wife would be like dealing with him not wanting to go. And she'd call me, and I'd be trying to talk to him, and I'd be talking to her. And I think I ended up – it took me like a few weeks of just this sort of, oh, here comes the call. Oh, my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm at work. I'm such a, And I finally realized – I think I said to you one day, I want him to do it, but I need him to want to do it. Like I need I, – I want him to want to do it is what I need. You know, like that, I, I can't – make him want to do it if you don't want to do it then you know what are we doing here you know like it's not going to be productive it's not worth it um and so we sort of like stopped making him do that part of it and you know thankfully he stayed with the sport and found a different avenue Mm -hmm. (laughs) playing goal but um that was the the, i learned like I, i would tell anyone that's important like you want them to want it but they have to want it more than you want it. <laughs> Otherwise, right. you're dead. That's right. Sam Monson back with us today. We missed him last week, but catching up on Bill's Bengals, was he shocked? And as usual with Sam, like just really sharp ideas about what the Bills need to do better. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, we'll have that for you next on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.